You're listening to the 12-2 Leadership Podcast. 12 minutes, two takeaways, empowering you to pursue excellence in all you do. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for 12-2 today. Uh, my name is Kate Latham, and I'm going to be your speaker for today. And today we are going to talk about the ugly duckling. Um, most of us are probably familiar with this children's story. Uh, short version. There is a little duck. And he is the ugliest of all of his brothers and sisters, so much so that all the other ducks, adults included, make fun of him. Um, so eventually he gets really sad and really tired of this and he decides to run away. And um, he runs away, he grows up, still feels like he is so, so ugly. Every time he looks in the water, he does not look anything like his family. And it just makes him very sad, very depressed, whatever this children's book uh, uses the words uh, to describe this ugly little duckling who has now grown up into an ugly duck. And whenever he sees other ducks, they still make fun of him. You know, he's still a duck at heart and he just, he just doesn't look like them. And for some reason, he can't figure out why. Um, so then one day, as he's swimming on the pond, trying to avoid all the other ducks, a group of another kind of bird lands on this pond and they are all like him. And he's shocked uh, because these, these birds that look like him don't, don't make him feel ugly. In fact, when these birds land on the pond, all the farmers run out and look at the pond and they're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, look at how gorgeous they are. Don't know why they didn't do that for the ugly duckling, but you know, maybe he just acted ugly too. Um, and, and through this process, short version, uh, this ugly duckling realizes that he had taken on the identity of a duck, like he was actually a swan. So he was defining himself by a set of standards that he could never meet. Um, there's the quote, if you teach, or if you, I didn't prepare this one, I just thought of it just now. If you base a, a fish's ability or a fish's level of success by his ability to climb a tree, he'll never be as good as a monkey, basically. Um, there's videos all over the internet of cats and chickens and ducks just adopting each other's babies and a cat raising a litter of kittens and ducklings and a chicken with three kittens that follow her around like their mother and you know, ducks that have kittens and ducklings and chicks and this mother instinct that they've just adopted all of these babies and they expect all of these babies to act a certain way. And uh, you have the story of the founding of Rome. You have Romulus and Remus, the famous twins who were found by a pack of wolves, raised by these wolves, and then started the great city of Rome later on in their life when they when they became adults. You have the cho other children's book, Are You My Mother, where the little bird goes around looking for his mother. Um, he realizes the cat's not his mother and the dog's not his mother and the cow's not his mother and the snort snoot's not his mother. And finally finds his mother when he finds somebody who looks like him. So anyway, where am I going with this? That is a great great question. And the answer is, I want to I use these stories to illustrate that throughout our developmental stages, we're, we're forming this complex picture 
of who we are and who we want to be. You know, we've got the ugly duckling who he knows what he looks like when he looks at his reflection in the water, but he knows that he doesn't want to be that. He wants to be like all the other ducks. And so he's, he's seeking to become like all the other ducks. We have these kittens and ducks and chicks raised by an animal that is most definitely not their biological parent um, and who expects them to act like chickens or ducks or cats, not necessarily the same one that they are. You have Romulus and Remus raised by wolves, you know, who knows how they expect to act. And you have the little chick in Are You My Mother looking for his mother and trying to emulate all these other animals in his journey along the way, right? So maybe your complex picture of who you are and who you want to be is well adjusted and healthy. If so, have a great day. Uh, maybe, like in the stories, it's not all it's quacked up to be. Uh, may maybe <laughs> your self-concept and your self-esteem don't quite match up. In, in psychology, this is how we define this. Our self-concept is who we know ourselves to be, um, the, the picture of ourselves that we have built uh, based on solid proof, you know, how we act, who we spend time with, how people treat us, etc. Um, and our self-esteem is how we feel about that person. So all of this is elastic, can change, does change through the course of our life over time. But frequently, if there's a big gap between our self-concept and our self-esteem, like the ugly duckling, it's not necessarily due to our own personal flaws, but rather our concept of what a flaw is and what a, a strength is. So if there's this big gap, it's not necessarily due to our flaws and our need to improve so much as our drive to become more acceptable in other people's eyes. So this can be based if you read about it, there's lots of stuff online about self-concept, self-esteem. This can, your, your difference, the gap, is built from whether as a child you had feelings of approval no matter what, or if you had conditional affection. Maybe you felt like you had to perform a certain way for your parents to be pleased with you, and so you got used to performing a certain way. And this isn't even necessarily due to bad parenting, it's just how we receive the, uh, the opinions and the behaviors of people around us. So take, a, take away number one in this talk today. I wanna challenge you to go figure out how much the person you're working to become, your ideal version of yourself that you're working toward, how much is that person based on imagined expectations? In The Ugly Duckling, you know, he, wanted to be like all of the other ducks. He thought everyone expected him to be like all the other ducks. And maybe everyone actually did expect him to be like all the other ducks, but he was not a duck. And so he built this gap in his self-concept and self-esteem based on the fact that he was always trying to be this ideal little duck and he could never be that. So takeaway number one, I'm gonna repeat it. Take some time and figure out how much the person you're striving to be or become is based on imagined expectations or unrealistic expectations. Uh, I have lots of personal examples from my own life. One is in my family, everybody loves to argue. They love conflict. They love debate. They love challenging other people's opinions. 
And uh, so I developed a self-belief that the ideal personality was somebody who could charge into any kind of conflict situation, who could confront anything, do it strongly and do it with success and be the victor of this debate, argument, uh, disagreement, whatever that may be. The problem was I don't like conflict and I am good at handling conflict, but I'm not good at initiating conflict. And that was at odds with my own view of, hey, Kate is great at this thing. But the, the truth is, when I look at myself, when I look at the person I am, the personality and strengths that I have, yes, I can handle conflict, but I don't need to have strength in that way. So I don't, I don't need to, uh, to build my self-esteem, how much I like myself, how I feel about myself around my ability to initiate conflict. So moving on here, there's another thing we can learn from these kids' stories. As much as striving to be, you know, like we want to be this ideal thing, as much of that that exists in these creatures and these characters, there's this equal silent opposite. There's this counterpart because not only are we striving to be something in life, we are striving not to be something. For example, there's the quote, every yes you give is a no to something else. So in life, every coin has two sides. You know, every thing that we want to be has an opposite. So we have something we don't want to be. And often we all form this anti-concept in our minds of the version of ourselves that means that we're failing or we're living in our weaknesses because strong, able to handle conflict, you know, like the other ducks is, is the good way. So obviously gentle or liking to find ways to avoid conflict or long neck, white, black feet, black beak, not like ducks is all weak and bad. And that is the version of ourselves we're trying to avoid. So the takeaway number two for this talk is the things that you see as flaws in yourself may be strengths if you viewed them from a different perspective. I think we all agree ducks are adorable. Swans are also amazing in their own different way. We all agree conflict is important. Somebody who doesn't have to create a conflict out of every situation is also important. The ability to to live this way is good, but the ability to live this way is also good. And we build these concepts for ourselves based on the people we grew up around or our family dynamics or what we heroized or idolized as a child. And we build this ideal version that is the opposite of something. But truth is a lot of the time, they're not as opposite as we might think. So takeaway number one, is take some time, assess how much of your ideal self is built on other people's expectations, real or imagined. And takeaway number two is how much of what you see as flaws are actually strengths from a different perspective. Take some time to get to know yourself this week. Um, figure out if there's an aspirational aspect of yourself that you can release yourself from, or if you have a flaw that is actually a strength that you've rejected. 
Um, thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope that you got something out of this talk and that if nothing else, you laughed at my lame ability to tell the story of the ugly duckling and that you have a fantastic week.